0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com. Chapter of Yitzhak Yisharim, Path of the Just, chapter 26, which I don't think is a mistake because it's chapter 26. 26 is the Gematria of God's name, so it fits in very nicely. And this chapter is discussing, Ramchal Chaim Ruzato, Allahu Shalom, is discussing the trait of Kedusha. Kadusha literally means holiness. And we say this uh, three times, you know, the Kedusha. We repeat the Shemona Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Hashem is holy, holy, holy. Who is saying that? The angels are saying that. And every time we say that, we move up on our, on our feet. We're tiptoeing. Kadosh, we come down. Kadosh, come down. Kadosh, right? We're trying to reach upwards, Kadusha. What happens is, every time we reach upwards, we come down again. You can't escape the pull of gravity. You cannot escape gravity as a function of materialism. The more mass, the more gravity. And therefore, the mass, our mass is pulling us down. Our gravity is pulling us down. Our materialism is pulling us down. What pulls us away from holiness is our materialism. And how do we get away from it? And that's the question we have to ask. And that's the question we're going to see. So what is holiness? So number one is we find there's a whole parasha called Kedoshim. Right? In the middle of Vayikra the whole parasha called Kedoshim. Where the Torah says there's a command from God to tell us Kedoshim to you. Be holy. So the question we have is why is the Ramachal putting this at the end of his book? When every single Jew has to be holy. No? It's at the beginning. There's part of Shukhanar to be holy, right? And the answer, it seems, is Kiddush, Kiddushah is there's different levels. And there's a minimum Kiddushah and there's high levels of Kiddushah. There's minimum levels of holiness, which everyone has to have. And then there's high levels of Kiddushah, which are optional extras. For example, and this is the uh, first Rashi on Parshat Kiddushim. And Rashi says, Kiddushim is a continuation of Parshat Akhremot. Akhremot, Kiddushim, sometimes they're double Parashat. And Akhremot is read on? Yom Kippur. Right? Achimura is Yom Kippur. And Mincha time of Yom Kippur, which is the holiest time of the... Can you imagine? The holiest, holiest time of the calendar, I would say, is Mincha time of Yom Kippur. What do we read on Mincha time of Yom Kippur? Oh, the well, stuff Yom Kippur? All the prohibited relationships. All prohibited relationships. Between man and man, man and woman, man and animal, all the prohibited relationships. Anything you want to understand in today's society... All the primitive relations are read on Mincha of Yom Kippur, the holiest time of the year. We read the primitive... So what is going on over there? That, so, is
1: that what makes it holy or is it something it was holy before, So we read it on holy time or is it that's what makes it holy?
0: Excellent. Excellent question. And the answer is Rashi says, what makes a person holy? By abstaining from these primitive relationships. Exactly what you're saying. Rashi says what is the Jewish definition of holiness? Morality. A person is moral. What are you moral? That's a big question today. What is moral? Today it's all relative. Moral, and the the classic sense of morality is one man, one woman. That's it. That's morality. Morality is not fooling around with anything else and anyone else. Be faithful, fidelity in marriage. That's morality. Not fooling around with other people, not fooling around with other objects, not fooling around with one's hand, not fooling around with one's uh, animals and other things, and men and men, women and women. People don't want to hear that today. But that is the level of Kedushah. That is what Rashi says is Kedushah based on the linkage between Kedushim to you to the previous parasha, Mot, which talks about forbidden relationships. And then it says, be holy. So Rashi says, if you are automatically moral, you're holy. Very simple. Morality is holiness. Okay, now we know what the lowest level of holiness is. That's the holiest level of, <laughs> lowest level of holiness is the basic, most required level of holiness is morality. Every single person is meant to be moral. Every Jew has an obligation to be moral. Every single, all these are negative commandments, which we all have to keep. If they negative commandments, we have to keep the laws of morality. Laws of morality, that is the definition of holiness. So holiness is morality. That's Rashi. Rashi says holiness is morality. The Ramban, obviously a big Kabbalist, Ramoshe ben Nachman, who was uh, born towards the end of Rambam's life, and was the chief rabbi in, one of the chief rabbis of Spain. And the Ramban over here adds different levels to holiness. The Ramban Nachmanides, on his commentary on the Torah on Parashat Kirushim adds. And this is really what the Khal is talking about. The Ramchal is not talking about the holiness of Rashi, which is just being moral, that's basic holiness. That's everyone's required. That's part of Zahirut already. That's part of the first level of the book. Be cautious. Don't trip over negative commandments. Negative commandments. All the laws of morality in the, the Torah law are negative commandments. Very simple. Negative commandments. Right? So every Jew is expected to keep the negative commandments. That's Zehirut already. That's the first level of the, of the book. So, what does the Ramchal now bring at the end of the book? Holiness. According to Rashi, it's right at the beginning of the book. What's he going to do at the end? So, the answer is Ramchal follows his great rabbi. Who's his great rabbi? Who's the biggest Kabbalist? Ramban, Nachmanatis. And Ramban on the Torah is telling us what is real holiness. Now, there's different levels of holiness, obviously. When we say God is holy, it doesn't mean God is moral. God can't be not moral. God is not, you know, not a human being, God is not a physical. So what does it mean by holiness? And the answer is, God is separate. He's separate from anything mundane. That's what holiness is. That's what Ramban is telling us over here. So I'm going to read to you a bit of what Ramban says. So first Ramban quotes Rashi. That holiness is morality. And then he says, it can't be. It can't be. Why? That's too, that's obvious you have to be moral that's obvious it's Not holiness. it's not something higher level it's all the negative commandments of not doing this and not doing this that's obvious so what is holiness? It's the answer is it's sanctifying oneself and things which are allowed wow a person should sanctify themselves in things which are allowed that's obviously the higher level we're talking about that's the end of the book now that we can understand why does the put this at the end of the book because it's such a high madrigah it's such a high level that a person is going to try and sanctify themselves even in things which are allowed. For example, the Rambam is going, to, Ramban, is going to bring different examples. Number one, he says a person may be addicted to having relations with his wife. And the truth is, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. Halachically, nothing wrong with it. Uh, Rambam says you can have relations with a wife any time, any place, whatever. Obviously in private. However, Ramban says that's not holiness holiness is constraining oneself restraining one's desires even though it's allowed that's number one number two a person may become an alcoholic where does the Torah say you're not allowed to become an alcoholic it doesn't it doesn't it gives you examples it gives you the example of Noah it gives you the example of Lot it gives you an example from Aaron's sons according to some people and we know the Kohanim are not allowed to imbibe wine. There's a law by Kohanim. They're not allowed to drink wine and, and uh, serve in the temple. Sure. But for an ordinary person, it doesn't say you're not allowed to get drink, drunk. It doesn't say. So what does it say to get, not to get drunk? To be holy. Holiness is you're allowed to drink. In fact, Jews are good at drinking. They're good at Kiddush clubs. Very good. I mean, they drink whiskey, vodka, yeah. whatever it is. And if you go to certain places, you'll get, you might get slobbered or I don't know. But where do we see? Where does the Torah say not to do it? And the answer is, Ramban says, be holy. It's not holiness; it's allowed, obviously within reason. Uh, you're not allowed to go crazy and break the Jewish law by getting drunk, right? even on Purim. You're not allowed to get uh, drunk and do certain things, lose their control. But uh, in terms of holiness, what is holiness? Holiness is controlling oneself, one's desires. Jews can be among the gluttonous eaters of flesh. It's kosher. A person can be a kosher pig. What's a kosher pig? A person who eats like a pig and eats kosher food. All you can eat. But there's a restaurant I went to in London. It was gorgeous. Wow, fantastic restaurant. of the best restaurant I've been to. All you can eat. It wasn't really because there, there was a guy there guiding you and saying, have some of this, have some of this. But uh, a person can be gluttonous. See, many Jews are overweight. Mm-hmm. Many Jews are big. Why? Gluttony. Where does the Torah say you're not allowed to be gluttonous? It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, according to Ramban, it does. Where? Holiness. Holiness is controlling one's desires, even though it's allowed. So all the desires which are allowed. Where do we know that a Jew is not allowed to speak profanity? It doesn't say it. it. According to Ramban, be holy. It's amazing. All the things which the Torah does not talk about, which are not explicit in the Torah, and it seems like it doesn't say it's not allowed. Ramban says we have to control ourselves, even things which are allowed. That's a holiness. So he says, and he has a general rule over here: the person does not control themselves in things which are allowed will eventually become a disgusting person in the realms of the Torah. You can be a kosher pig in the realms of the Torah. A man can have as many wives as he wants, according to the halakha the Rambam advises for. But uh, there's no limits for a hero, uh, person. A uh, king is, is limited to 18. A Jewish king is limited to 18. A regular person can have as many wives as he can support. And what happens when he's so many wives, He'll play around all day, he's fully around all day. Is it loud? Is it loud? Is that holiness? holiness. A person can eat as much as he wants. It's kosher. Why can't I eat it? It's allowed? It's allowed. It's a holiness. A person can say all the stuff, all the four-letter words he wants allowed? allowed why can't he say it? holiness so that's the level of holiness we're talking about morality is a basic holiness whatever person is moral he's immoral he's ethical he keeps the Torah laws there's another level of holiness which is cutting down on things which are allowed wow that's a, that's a very high level but you know what there's a movement towards that today people don't want to be overweight so they're not going to overeat they watch for their diet it's amazing people want to be healthy they watch their diet it's interesting there's other considerations, but we're not talking about those considerations. We're talking about trying to get closer to God. I'm not concerned about my health as much as I'm concerned about getting closer to God. I'm mean, just saying that's what the Ramban's philosophy would be. I want to get as close as possible to God, and I know that materialism and certain things distracts me from getting closer to God. So let me cut down on them. And that's what the Khal is talking about when he talks about holiness. Let's, talk, let's, let's go a bit further. So that here the Rambam say, Ramban says, Holiness is moderation even in things which are allowed. And a person should sanctify themselves by using wine in small amounts. This famous Ramban, and his proof is from the Nazirite. And Nazir was someone who would not drink wine, take a vow not to drink wine. And in Nazir the Torah calls him holy. Nezer el he has the crown of God on his head, just like a high priest, crown of God on his head. And a person should remember the evils which the Torah remembers, mentions the name of Noah and Lot, and a person should keep away from impurity in their daily lives by guarding one's mouth and tongue from being defiled from excessive food, and by lewd talk, and watch what goes into your mouth, watch what goes out of your mouth. So even though it's allowed, of food, I can go to a restaurant, a kosher restaurant, I'm hungry. Stuff, 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 stuff. Not holiness. Kosher? Fine. Is it allowed? Yeah. Is it healthy? No. Is it holy? Definitely not. What about lewd talk? Can a person say all sorts of things? You know, you go. I, had a friend, I had a friend of mine in, in my school in Vancouver. Young boy, he, was a, he got into a comedy club. He was a, a comedian. So I said, I've got to go and see him. See what my, my, my student over here is doing in the comedy club. The day I showed up, he never showed up. He sent oh. someone instead of him to go. He didn't, want to, you know, he didn't want to have his lewd act in front of me. So, uh, is it allowed? Cease seems to be allowed. You can say whatever you want. But, is it holiness? My holiness. Definitely not holiness. So a person should purify themselves with respect until they get complete self-restraint and that is considered holiness and be holy refers to the washing of hands before meals and be holy is referring to the washing of hands after meals so cleanliness hygiene is also a kind of holiness interesting cleanliness is also a kind of holiness in terms of acting towards God with cleanliness okay so let's now go to the 20th, 26th chapter of Khal and try to understand. Eliyana Kedusha, this idea of holiness has two different ingredients. In other words, according to Ramchal, it's like breaking through gravity. You've got to break the gravitational pull of Earth to go into orbit, right? So too, to get out of space. So too, a human being is pulled down by the materialism and it's very hard for them to escape and become holy. The materialism is pulling us down to the point where we are materialistic and we cannot become holy. We talk about the high levels of holiness. So you see good food, it's very hard to control. Shabbat is very hard. Shabbat is very hard. Right? All the good food in front of you, it's very hard to eat, moderation, it's very hard to control. So he says there's two aspects to Kedusha. Number one. The first aspect is what is humanly possible. There's an aspect to Kudusha, which is what is humanly possible. There are certain things which are possible in Kedusha. And that requires a lot of effort, requires a lot of work. As we said, self-restraint and self-control are possible, require a lot of work, a lot of uh, control. But the last part of the Kudusha is it's impossible for a person to be holy, completely holy, impossible. Because our thoughts get carried away. And our thoughts are drawn towards things we see. And our thoughts are drawn towards our desires. And our thoughts are drawn towards things we need. So he says the first part of Kedusha is as much as we can do. How We have to try our best to be holy. By refraining, by abstaining, by controlling. But the end part of Kedusha, to really get to reach Hashem, it's from Hashem Himself. So last week we gave this parable the guy who's meant to climb a thousand uh, floors, of the tallest building, and he climbs as far as he can, he gets to hundred floors, and he sees a gleaming elevator over there. Right? That's exactly the, the, the parable. The parable is, you strive as much as you can, and Hashem will take you the rest of the way in holiness. That's what, that's what we're talking about. And that's what the Gemara says in Yuma. If you sanctify yourself a little bit, from below, Hashem will sanctify you a lot from above. So there's a different level of sanctification. We have to try our best to sanctify ourselves by cutting down on the materialism around us that we abide. It's very hard to cut down on materialism because it's so pervasive and it's so available by a click of a button. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. pressure. But it's available. You need something, gadget, you know, put your button, push a button, you get a gadget. It comes in the mail. Prime. Right? Within two days it's there, outside your door. You don't have to go anywhere, you just don't have to do anything. Just push a button. That's it. So it's very hard today to on the other hand, we're gonna see how there's a level of holiness where you can even elevate the spirit, the physical. That's a very high level. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the difference between tahara, purity, and holiness. Very, 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 very important idea, which we're gonna to get to better share. So anyway, so first of all, he delineates. There's the holiness that we ourselves can achieve on an individual basis. There's the level of holiness we can achieve on our own steam. And the rest will come through Hashem's gift. Hashem will give us holiness. And that's what the Gemara says, Yuma, you elevate yourself a little bit, Hashem will give you a lot. You become holy a little bit, Hashem will give you a lot. So now, how does a person work on their own steam to become holy? And that's exactly what the Ramban taught us. A person should keep away from things, even though they're allowed, to excess. Eating, drinking, sleeping, other things. I'm not going to go to using language, different language, to control one's behavior so that a person will not be excessive even in things which are allowed. That's what the Ramban told us and that's what the Ramchal is telling us over here. What, how does a person try to become holy? To keep away from physicality completely. Now, how do you keep away from physicality completely? It's impossible. It's impossible for a human being to be alive and keep away from physicality. It's about withholding. Everything's about withholding. Withholding. Holiness is withholding, keeping away from as much materialism as possible. Consumption. Consumption. Excellent. Keeping away from overconsumption or minimizing consumption to the maximum. So what does that mean? We all need to eat. We all need to drink. We all need to sleep. We all need to get married. It's a mitzvah. Can't avoid it. (laughs) Who avoided marriage? Ben Azai. Azai. Or Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem told him, separate from your wife. He had two sons already. Everyone has to get married. Prove it It's the first mitzvah of the Torah. Everyone has to get married. So there's no excuses. In other words, even though you're meant to be holy, you're meant to be holy and do the minimum. You can't not do the mitzvah. So he has to get married, he has to have a wife, he has to have a child he has to have two children, a boy and a girl minimum and you, can't, you can't help it, sometimes you need five to, to have a boy and a girl, so you can't help it <laughs> so what are you going to do, how are you going to keep away physicality ah, now we're going to come to the crux of the matter as much as you can as much as you can, minimize the physicality, okay. so we will have in our lives, our own levels that we are trying to work on so everyone has their own levels we're trying to work on you work in Manhattan, you have no choice Physicality, you're surrounded by physicality. So you have to learn how to control that physicality. Right? So whatever a person does in life, you have to, a person has to learn how to deal with materialism. We're going to talk about two different ways of dealing with materialism. The way of and the way of Kiddushah. Wow, that's, this is mind-opening. We're going to, let's let's it right here, we'll get into it. So, even though he says a person, to be holy, you've got to keep away physicality completely, it's impossible. Because a man's got to eat, a man's got to drink, a man's got to get married. right? It's impossible. So when he says keep away from physicality completely, we have going to see what that means. What does it mean, keep away from physicality completely? It means you try your best keep away as much as you can. Maximize <speaking> it. <in Hebrew> now we come to the second part of Kedusha, which the Ramban did not talk about. Keep away from physicality, but then you have a void. How are you going to fill the void in your life? And the answer is you fill it with God. Right? There's no such thing as a vacuum in life. And we all know, and one of the laws of nature is that those things are vacuum. Bernoulli's principle, other principles, that those things are vacuum. You take something out, something goes in. In space, there's a vacuum, but even then, that vacuum is not complete vacuum. There's particles and all sorts of things running around in space. But that also applies in a spiritual sense. Right? We see this. I've said this many times. The Vilna Gaon, famous Vilna Gaon, Haborek and The pit of Yosef was empty. There was no water. What was there? Snakes and scorpions. So the Gaon says, if a human being's mind is empty of water, which is Torah, it's automatically full of garbage. You can't have an empty mind. There's no empty mind. There's no vacuum in a person's mind. There's always thoughts going on all the time. If the thoughts are not good thoughts and Torah thoughts and holy thoughts, automatically they're not good thoughts. Automatic. It's like automatic. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's why when a person learns in Yeshiva their thoughts become pure, they purify their thoughts because their thoughts are thinking about holy things all the time about Gemara and Mishnah and there's no time to Torah, you're learning Torah, there's no time for other garbage to come in, there's no time, that's the best idea so what, how does a person use the, the lack of materialism, fill it with spirituality so the person says you know what, I'll eat less I'll learn more I'll uh, delay my dinner and I'll have more tefillah I'll, uh, I'll eat fast and I'll go and learn a shir." That is what you're talking about. That's holiness. Holiness is cutting down the materialism, and filling that void, filling in the gaps with more spirituality. It's amazing what we can do if we wants to, right? You see these guys learning shiva, they're in Kolal. I don't know how they live. Honestly, I don't know. I was in kollel myself. I don't know how I lived either. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I left. I got a job as a rabbi. What can I do? Can't live in all my life with five children, six children. You can't. It's very hard. It's very hard. And yet people are doing it. So what they're doing is minimizing the materialism, not just for themselves. And that's the hard part also for the children and the wife for the children there. The wife and the children has to accept it. And that's the hard part. Okay, you can minimize it for yourself, but you're going to put a strain on your family. That's a different issue. Obviously the wife has to accept it. Why well, she going to go away. She's going to be divorced. And it's happened before. These things have happened before. So, minimize the materialism, but that's not it. That's not enough. Ramban says minimize materialism. That's not enough. Fill the void with Holiness, that's Kedusha. Kedusha is minimizing the materialism and filling the void with holiness. And we see that's how the prophets got prophecy. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go, with, because really we're introducing the topic. This whole book was written by the Ram Khal to tell us how to become a prophet. How to get Ruach HaKodesh, how to get the Holy Spirit, which is lower than prophecy. There are no prophets today. Only madmen and children have prophecy today whatever that means that means someone has it you're not going to believe them anyway because they're too young or they're loonies they're loonies they but there is a way to get Ruach HaKodesh which is the Holy Spirit to get private premonitions and see a little bit a tingling of the future inkling in the future a person gets inklings in the future um, it's, it's amazing and sometimes you can't get inklings because a person sometimes on a high low. sometimes we go we go up and down so this is a system of trying to stay high as much as possible Without using drugs. This is a system of saying high in a Jewish concept of holiness. High and holy. That's what we're talking about. Without any drugs, without addictions. How does a person do this? So that's what he's telling us. Cut down the materialism and cling continually every second and every hour to God. Shh, how do you do that? Call up. Huh? Call up. Oh, I didn't say call up, But... Say you're self-supporting. Let's say let's a say person a millionaire. Had a discussion with another millionaire. Had a case in Vancouver. Had a millionaire in my show, Multi-millionaire. I said, listen, why don't you retire and go and learn in yeshiva? He doesn't need any support. He can just go and learn. I know someone who did that, by the way. Sadiq, this guy showed up one day in his 50s. He said, Rabbi, I don't need any support. I'm just going to want to learn your yeshiva. Can I come? He said, sure. He so he's there learning all day. Fantastic. Sadiq. That's what I want to do when I retire. That's the, that's the dream. That's the, what does a person want to do when you retire? we are you going to do? Play golf in Florida? Is that the Jewish dream? That's not a Jewish dream.
1: Oh, well, Florida.
0: Huh?
1: Florida. Is the <laughs> <laughs> golf, so, maybe
0: not. That's the American Jewish dream. I don't know. The idea is to go to Yerushalayim Mirak Kodesh. Go to a holy place and learn holy things. That's the best. That's, what more does a person want? Grow spirituality. That's the best retirement because it leads to the higher retirement. Because don't forget, there's two retirements in this world. This world's retirement is you live with your pension. And the second retirement is the next world. So a person can use their pension to hire to get to the higher retirement. That's a higher level. That's much better. That's what we have to aim for. So then a person is really clinging to God. But you know what? Even then, it's tests. It's not, it's not so easy. because he retires, I know a guy who told me, Rabbi, when I retire, I'm going to come to Minyan every day. I'm going to be there in class every day. Never shows up. Never shows up. But no, I got him. Got him. So we can't, we want, we try, but the person can never, the Yitzhak is alive till the end. The person can never better the Yitzhak. The Yitzhar is there till the end. We have to strive and strive and struggle and see the Yitzhak and beat the Yitzhak yeah. and know that. Uh, so the, the more powerful the person is, the bigger the Yitzhak is. It's a sign that he's a great person because the Yitzhak doesn't want to let him go. It says Rabbi Akiva could not get out of the caliph for 40 years because he was such a high level soul the high level souls have a very hard time getting out the body Jew are the hardest the high level souls that can't get out of this the Yisra won't let them out they're in jail they're stuck so they have to break out the person's got to break out that's all it takes a radical effort to break out from this Yisra so a person's got to minimize the the the, the Gashviyot the materialism and maximize his contact with God maximize the Ghost. And that's why the prophets were called, he says, angels. In other words, a human being can reach a lowest level angel. As Rambam yes. says, <laughs> Rambam in, in Hekot, Yisori HaTorah has ten levels of angels, the lowest of which are called Ishim. Why are they called Ishim? Because they speak to Ish. Ish, Ishim. Contact between the lower level angels and the man. And a person can reach that level of a contact. And that's what the prophets do. And the prophets become Ishim. Eliyahu ish
1: became and became a malach. Actually, like for real became a malach, and there's a piyut Um Aliyawa said on Malti Shabbat it, every stanza of a, like a, through the alphabet begins with
0: Ish. Right. So our first Eliyahu is ish. Isha. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying so the ish and ish are related. The high level ish, the highest level person is ish, can connect with the lowest level angel, which is ish. He can yeah, he was able to flip backwards and forwards, Malach, man, Malach, man.
1: But he only became the lowest
0: level angel? I don't know. There's a, there's a, there are people who went higher. According to the Midrash, the highest level the angel because Hanokh. Yeah, Mantat. Mantat. Okay. That's according to Kabbalah. According to Peshat may not be. According to Rashi, definitely not. Rashi says, Hanokh was low level. Hashem took him before he could sin. <laughs> Which is not very a very good uh, qualification for Hanokh. But according to Kabbalah, Hanoch became one of the highest angels. Misrat HaPanim, he's the angel of the interior, God's interior. Or what that means? So the prophets can get to this level of angels, as it says by Aaron Cohen. Look at the, what it says by Aaron HaKohen. Aaron was. We don't really think of Aaron HaKohen as a navi. Aaron HaKohen is definitely a navi. How do we know? because Hashem tells Moshe your brother Aaron is coming he's a Navi he's going to come and, and, meet, and greet you and he's going to talk to you he's going to talk for you he's a Navi all the, three of them all three of them were Naviim Miriam was a Navi naviyah. Moshe and Aaron all three Naviim that's when they spoke about Moshe they didn't understand why he left his wife we we're also Naviim we didn't leave our husbands leave our wives why, why does he have to leave his wife who does he think he is they didn't realize there's different levels of Naviim it's amazing they didn't realize that Moshe Rabbeinu was on a much higher level of nevuah than they were. So they were Neviim, but some Neviim, you know, Neviim, I want to be a Navi, what do you do? You have to Prepare yourself. I want to reach a certain state of consciousness. You've got to meditate, you've got to go into it. So, okay, so I leave my wife for two days, three days, and go meditate, and come back after three days. That's what happened with Miriam and Aaron. Moshe was on call 24 hours a day, 24-7, it's amazing. That's a different level of Nebuah completely, which no one else can get. No one else can attain that. It says by Bilam, who was the Nabi of the non it says Hashem when He spoke to him at night, in a dream. Abraham also, when he got uh, messages from God in the dream. Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov, never got a dream, never, 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 never talked to God in during the day. God did not appear to them in the day. They had to be in a trance. They couldn't be awake and walking around and talking to God. Only Moshe Rabbein could do that. You can tell, but not slofchad you know, wait here a second while I talk to God and come back to you. Right there, 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 Just flipping backwards and forwards. Amazing. So here, this is a pasuk in Malachi, it's not in the Torah, it's in Malachi. The lips of the Kohen, Aaron Kohen, will keep the wisdom, and he will ask Torah from his mouth, because he's an angel of God. Who is an angel of God? Aaron HaKohen. He's a Navi. Okay, so now we come to the question. Hey, one second. How can you, Ramchal, how can you tell us you're to leave everything physical? It's impossible. <laughs> Ramchal says, you know, you're right. It's impossible to be completely spiritual. You need physicality. Because we're human beings, we have physical bodies. You got to wake up in the morning, wash your hands. That's physical already. You got to go to the bathroom. That's very physical. But Paro tried to deny that he was a human being, and he tried to prove that he never went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And Moshe rabin had to go by every morning when he was at the river, when he was relieving himself. Say, hey, you're not a guide. Come on, come on, Paro. Admit you're not a guy. <laughs> come here. <laughs> what are you doing over here at the river in the mornings? You know. So. We're human beings. What do you mean? How can you be holy all the time? Impossible. You can't leave your, your physicality. Your body is physical. You, to be spiritual, you have to leave your body. How can you? How can a human being be spiritual and holy and he has a body? It's impossible. So he answers. This is his answer. Even when he's doing things physical which are necessary for his body, his soul should be clinging to God all the time. Wow. That's what the Ramchal says. Ramchal says, a person's got to learn to control their mind, that even when they engaged in physical acts, to think about the godly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an interesting Gemara in Kiddushin. Mm-hmm. At the end of Kiddushin, it talks about what trade to teach a child. And the Gemara says, basically, teach a child a trade avada kalah nikia. a trade which is light and clean. Why? So that the person can always think about God in the trade. It's light, doesn't knock him out, can learn Torah. And it's clean so you can think about God even when he's working. It is a dirty trade. He's a garbage collector. You can't think about Hashem. You can't think about God. He's cleaning the bathrooms. You can't think about Hashem. So that's why you've got to teach a child the white-collar trade. This is why Jews like white-collar trades. That's where he came from. Okay, it's a morning, Kedushim, end of Kedushim. So that's the Ramchal asked the question himself. How can you be totally devoid of physicality? We're physical beings. And the answer is, even when you engage in physicality... Think holy thoughts. Now, how do you do that? I'm in the bathroom. How am I thinking holy thoughts? What thought are you allowed to think of in the bathroom? Nature, huh? Nature, science, nature, science, math, math. 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 the the Vilna the business, business, uh, mitzvah, business. That's big. What else? So the the Halevavot says an amazing idea: <laughs> duties of the heart. No, you know I think halachot. Oh, so, what do you do specifically? He talks about, he says, humility. The whole Lord says, work on your trait of humility. Who am I, such a big shot? What am I doing in the bathroom? Big shot! I'm a big shot! I got so much physical garbage coming out of me. What kind of big shot am I? I'm a bag of garbage walking around. Think about it. with two bags That's of garbage. Fine. One liquid garbage, one f- it's Terrible. It's disgusting. I mean, think about it. It's a horrible, are f- you think of a human being, you know? Guy's walking around, so I'm a big shot, I'm a big shot, I'm a big shot. He's carrying on two bags of garbage inside him. That's uh so that's anyway, so that's one way of looking at things in the bathroom. We can do other things in the bathroom. You can think of nature. The trouble is you can't think of Hashem, that's the problem. You mustn't think of Hashem in the bathroom, which is the hardest thing not to do. That's the biggest yetzra. As soon as you go to the bathroom, different Torah come into your head, Hashem comes into your head, you can push it out, you come out, everything goes out of the head. All the garbage comes into the head, you go out of the bathroom. It's a, a total opposite. So you go to any yeshiva, what they have in the bathroom is all the newspapers. The newspapers are in the bathrooms keep the minds occupied when they're in the bathroom. You have a nice magazine, you're taking the bathroom. Business magazine, other things. Today you have your, your phone. Okay? You look at the news in the bathroom. You
1: have to okay. make sure it's not open to a Torah website. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So anyway, so that's what he says is even when you engage in physical mundane acts think about Hashem that's, that's really holiness that's true holiness holiness is you're eating and you're thinking about Hashem you're drinking and you're thinking about Hashem he's with his wife and he's thinking about Hashem he shouldn't be ready there's an interesting Ramban Nachmanides again wrote Igerita Kodish. he wrote a book called the, Letters, the Letter of Holiness very very important for a human being to, human being to read it before they get married so, no, we we'll had to engage in the physical procreation. What to think of? So, he says the highest level of thought is thinking of your wife. <laughs> she should think of him and he should think of her. And that is, you get a pure soul. It's a very amazing because it's, uh, it's so obvious, but it's so simple. It's too simple. You think the Rambam would give us something Kabbalistic about this God's name and that God's name. No! <laughs> he thinks of her and she thinks of him, and you get a pure soul. And how not to get up your soul? He thinks of someone else and she thinks of someone else. Oh boy, you just ruined the soul you're getting. That soul is a multi personality disorder. I don't know. I'm just just giving a guess. The, the halakha does talk about these things, I'm not going to talk about it now. Oh. So even when a person is involved with necessary physical acts, he should always think about Hashem, always cling to God as David Amela says in Psalm 63 my soul clings to you because your right hand supports me We have to realize where all our help comes from all the time because it work definitely because it's a business for sure God is there but businessman can't operate without God pushing the business to the person impossible however it's impossible to do this all the time it's very hard so the Ramchal himself is admitting it's very hard to think about God all the time. And you're eating, you think thinking about God. You're drinking, you think about God. You're with your friends, party, You're thinking about Hashem. You're in a bar mitzvah. How many times do you think about God in a bar mitzvah? Halavai. Halavai, Simchat Torah, we're thinking about God. We're dancing, hopefully. we think about God. You're listening to the Torah reading. Hopefully, you're thinking about God. What do you think about? Who knows what people think about they pray. praying? They're praying to God, but who are we thinking about? Who knows what we think about?
1: Well, if you're learning a lot of I don't want to say hospital mm-hmm. or mundane aspects of Torah, but more like um like and you get so involved in the laws and the details right, exactly. it's very easy to not think of Hashem while you're just immersed in his
0: Torah. Yeah, but don't forget, those are the words of God. Right. But so you're when, learning the words of God, it's much closer to God than anything else. Right. right. But even if your mind is divorced. But if you if you're so. learning without your Achamayim and that's the question. That is really like there were there were guys in Poland and Russia and uh, after the First World War, who went off Judaism, they went off. They didn't believe in God anymore, but they loved to learn Gemara. Come they're smoking cigarettes on Shabbat, learning Gemara. Pure intellectual exercise. That is what you're talking about. That is totally devoid of God. There's no mm-hmm. godliness in it. It's like learning it for a college course. I'm learning Talmud as a college course. People learn Kabbalah as a college course. They going to get there? wow. There's no God in it. There's no God in it. It's not holy anymore. It's divorcing the two. So you're right if you're learning Torah because you believe in God God is talking to you very close so now we have this question it's impossible he says that a human being can put himself in this position all the time it's very very hard because the end of the, the thing is we're all human beings we're all made of bodies, we're all physical we're all made of flesh and blood and therefore that's why he says the end of this is a gift you try your best, that's all you can do it's impossible to do this all the time. It's impossible to get to this level, Madriga. And that's why we try our best. Try, try, try as much as you can. And eventually, God will give a person a gift that a person will always think about God. God will put us in his hearts, And that's really one of the hints to the word Elul. <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem will circumcise your heart. That's really what it's talking about. Circumcising the heart is, removes the itra from the person, And he puts only good holy thoughts in the person's mind all the time. That's a very high level. That's what God will do himself. That's one of the promises for the future days. Hashem will circumcise all evil from the world. No more evil. person's thoughts will be pure. Okay? But it's possible to get there now if we start working on it. That's what Ramachal is telling us. If you try your best to get to the level where your thoughts are pure, and your thoughts are thinking about God all the time, even though it's very hard to think about God all the time, but you're trying your best, eventually you'll see Hashem will do it for you. He'll, he'll kill the Yitzra for you. He'll get rid of your bad. The bad side will go. And that's what David Amar says, L'bi chalal my heart is empty inside me. I have only one. He doesn't say Levavcha. He doesn't say Levavi. My heart's Bechol Levavcha. Two hearts. No. Lebi, My heart. One single heart. I only have one single heart now. And that single heart is unified, completely in the service of God. And that's the highest love of Kedusha. But that is a gift. That takes a, a lifetime of work. No one can just get it. You can't get it. You can Strive, 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 strive. Some people never get it. Okay. So that's really what we're talking about over here. The two different levels of kedusha. So number one is we define what is kedusha. We said according to Rashi, Kedushah is very basic, which is just being moral. And that's not this level with the Ramchal. There's a 26th chapter. That's not what the Ram is talking about. That's the first chapter, Zeirut. Uh, this is more on the category of the Ramban. On Sefer Kedushim, on Pasha Kedushim, Ramban says holiness is separation from things which are allowed. But even that's not high enough. That's not what we're talking about as well. The, Ra- the Ramchal says, I go with the Ramban plus. What is Ramban plus? Separate from the mundane and think about God. Fill that void with holiness. That's holiness. Holiness is both separation from the mundane and thinking about the holiness. That is, that is holiness. So, the question how do you get there? And the answer is, you try your best, and Hashem will give you a present. Because it tries, 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 tries. So, Hashem says, Here, yeah, you tried so hard, my friend, my beloved, my friend. Yeah, take, I'm giving you a present. I'm going to cause you to be close to me all the time in your thoughts. You're going to be with me all the time. And, hu, Hashem, so basically, it becomes a habit. And at the end of the habit, Hashem will give him the gift that he'll never turn away from this. And the holiness will fall on that person and he can cling to God all the time. And whatever nature will stop him, God will try and... Try. God will help him overcome nature. God will help the person overcome nature. And that's what he brings the Pasuk, T'ilim chapter 84, Lo Hashem will not keep good away from those who walk in simplicity with God. That's what he's talking about, he says. But the word simplicity with God, person tries to think about God all the time. That's simplicity, that's Yaakov, Ishtam. Thinking about Hashem all the time. Yaakov is trying to think about Hashem all the time. He's looking after the sheep and he's thinking about Hashem. Can you imagine? Think about Hashem all the time. Hashem will not keep it away from him. You're trying your best to think about Hashem. Hashem says, I want you to think about me. I'm going to help you think about me all the time so that's a person sanctifies themselves a little Hashem will sanctify them a lot ok now we come to a very fundamental idea which Ramchal is going to teach us is the difference between Kedusha and Tahara, Right, there's holiness and there's purity what is the difference between purity and holiness so we already had purity purity is a much lower level than holiness right? so what is the difference between holiness and purity so he says number one is holiness holiness is sanctifying the very mundane acts a person's doing. Wow! Can you imagine a person eating the food, sanctifying the food? Pshh. That food becomes holy. It says you give food to a tami HaKham, you just gave a Korban. What can we do a Korban today? You're know, someone who's a learning Torah, his whole life is immersed in learning Torah, he eats that food, he's using that food now for spiritual purposes, that food is now elevated to a tremendous high level. We can all do this to a certain extent by saying a bracha. So depending how we say bracha, which by the way, in Elul, boys are going to try their best to say brachot slower. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best on Elul. Please, let's all try make a resolution. It's a simple resolution. Instead of swallowing God's name, say Baruch Atah Hashem. I call He is the master of the world. He was, he is, and will be Elokeinu. The 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 power of all the world. He's the power. He has all the powers of the world together. Melech Ha'olam is the mass, of the universe, and then say the bracha properly. But I should try, and Elul especially, try and say bracha properly. has a tremendous effect. Bracha would have a tremendous effect on bringing holiness into the person and also bringing blessing into the person. Harizal says, the bracha is the trigger for, for blessing. The bracha itself, we think we're blessing God. We're not. We're acknowledging that God is the source of blessing. When you acknowledge God as the source of blessing, God says, I'll bless you. You know where the blessing comes from? Now you know where it comes from. It's like a parent, right? You tell your father, Dad, thank you for everything you gave me. I really appreciate it. That's all you appreciate. It? I'll give you more. <laughs> have to appreciate. So we tell Hashem, we appreciate Hashem. We, we have to appreciate what we're getting and we know where it's getting coming from. It's not an accident.
1: That's specifically, Birkat right?
0: Yes, Birkat Anahinin, especially.
1: So not other brachot.
0: Also, why not? Yeah. Why not? We're restricted. So we're, a we're not going to thank God for the mitzvah. Also, yeah. so that's it. huh?
1: It sounds to me some contradiction between separate yourself from the physical as much as possible, mm-hmm. which sounds like asceticism. Right. And then the more recent things you were talking
0: about. You know, well and elevating
1: and you know and there's no mention of pleasure anywhere.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So how do, how are these things? It seems like the more materialism you would be involved with that you're capable of elevating it then. Okay, very
0: good. So it all depends on a person's concentration. Basically, that's what it is. It all depends on a person's ability. So number one is, a person's got to get into the habit of putting God in his head all the time. So to do that, first you have to withdraw. It's very hard to do that when you're surrounded by all the materialism and all the pleasures. Once you get into the habit of having God in your mind all the time, you can do whatever you want. You can have... It's a Shlomo Melech was trying to do that. He had many women, but his heads were in God all the time. He had much, a lot of food, but his, his mind was in God all the time. He sanctified everything around him, everything he touched. It's like the Midas touch, but it's not turning to gold, it's turning to holiness. You could turn, you are the mechanism to turn physicality into, spirit, into spirituality. We are the mechanisms to turn mundane items into holy items. You can take the camera and use it for good. You can take the camera and use it for bad. When I use it for good, I make it holy. I'm sanctifying the camera. I can make my uh, woman cooks for Shabbat she's sanctifying her pots and pans the food is sanctified if her kavanah is I'm making this for Shabbat she just elevated that food to a high level that's what we're saying so the truth is you're right in a sense you need asceticism as a first step to be able to control one's mind to get to the point where a person is thinking of Hashem all the time but once you can think of Hashem you can do whatever you want you go to work and think of Hashem you do anything you want you have to train yourself and that's that is the gift which we'll talk about at the end the training is the hard part but the gift at the end is the person will have this gift to be able to make anything holy anything holy amazing Shlomo Melech was on that level to a certain extent it was very high level and that's why he wrote Shir Hashir, which is the holiest book in the Torah hmm. he was on the level of the holiness where he could sanctify anything around him how do you do that? can you imagine what kind of level he was on? I mean it's hard to imagine
1: so the asceticism is not
0: an end-stage goal in itself? It's a- asceticism is not a goal in itself. Asceticism is a stage to get to the main goal, which is thinking about God and sanctifying things. Which, that's exactly what he says right now. That's exactly what we're talking about now. So you need to keep away from the materialism because materialism confuses us. Materialism distracts our attention, as you see today. It distracts our attention. So you have all the iPads and iPhones and all the technology... And then a person says, I'm busy with technology, I have no time to learn Torah. Right? And it's very appealing. It's, it's a really a false god in a sense. It's, uh, it really is so appealing. You can be on the internet all day long and do many different things and not think of God once. And it's very appealing. A person can do, involve with technology. I used to be an engineer. I'll tell you. It was the, it was very fascinating to the point where you get to the point where you see it's empty. It's not, it's missing a spark. It's, <laughs> And that's what brought me to uh, spirituality because it's missing, it's missing. I could be an engineer. I got a job in engineering in Yerushalayim. And I'm thinking, doing engineering in Yerushalayim. So, man, this is emptiness. So it's, it's ironic because you could be in the holy place, but you have to be able to... So I wasn't on the level to elevate it. If I would be on the high level, maybe I could elevate whatever I do. You know, you can, so I could be an engineer and be a holy engineer and elevate whatever I'm doing. There are people like that. Very high level. It's very hard I to do that. I think that
1: that's a lot the Chabad approach. Hmm? Chabad is very into you know whatever you do, do it for. Well, the that's
0: Hasidic approach. Not just Chabad; it's Hasidic approach of mitakein of. of, of uh, yeah, I mean,
1: like Breslov uh, talks about like asceticism. It's it? uh,
0: the Arizal. The Arizal's idea of fixing the sparks. Sparks. The Rafach uh, nishutziin. It's <laughs> far to say you have to do tefillah. The Sephardic approach is mainly tefillah, kavanot tefillah. That's also very hard. By the way, that's the real the book to Hashem, when you're praying. I know rabbis rabbi to pray three hours each prayer, like the early Ratikim early from David Batri. see him pray, like, hours, hours. go to Nahar Shalom for Shacharim. Uh, three hours, four hours. <laughs> they're out there. They're, 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 that's the avodah. The avodah, the service of God, is a prayer. How a the prayer? The prayer is the avodah, which is clarifying your thoughts, purifying your thoughts, or facing Hashem. So it's uh, there's different ways of doing it. So one way of doing it is just by focusing on God. That's what he talks about, but that's ascetic. The other way of doing it is I don't have this is a much higher level. Is becoming so holy the aura you become, and this is a gift to God. God has to give you a gift, of sanctifying you to the point that everything you do is holy. That's a gift from God. That's what he's saying. The higher level is a gift from Hashem. So we try. You get to the point where you can sanctify yourself to the point. And everything you do, eat, turn the food into holiness. You, you drink, food, so drink becomes holy. Everything becomes holy. And that's the gift. That's the second level of holiness. And then he can cling to God all the time. And then, whatever he does physical, it becomes holy. That's the second level. Okay. And we see this by the priests. The priests eat the korban chatat, right? Certain korban. The priests eat, and the, the owner becomes holy. <laughs> they are eating it he's becoming holy. How's he getting it? Because he's giving them the food, and that food, because it came from him, he gets the credit. He gets the atonement because they're eating. Amazing how it works. So they, in fact, are sanctifying him through their actions of eating the food that he gave them. By eating the food he gave them, which is mundane, they are sanctifying him. They're becoming holy and they're sanctifying Him. Okay, now we come to the very fundamental idea, the difference between a Tahor and a Kadosh. What is the difference between purity and holiness? Okay, and that's, that's a, I think that's a little bit to do with the instruction, different levels of holiness. The first level of holiness, we said, is try and minimize the mundane and bring God into your life. Think about Hashem much more. The second level is a gift. God is in your life and it's a present you can't escape it God is there whether you like it or not he's there 24-7 then you don't have to be ascetic anymore anything you do it becomes holy automatic and that's the between Tahor and Kadosh Tahor a person who's Tahor his mundane acts should only do things which are necessary be ascetic that's a Tahor But he himself is only thinking about what he needs to do. He's not thinking about holy thoughts. I need to do this. I don't need to do this. So a person goes to the store. You go to the mall. And there's all sorts of things over there. Do I need this? Do I not need this? That's the criteria. That's a tahor. Tahor is, do I need this for my life? Or do I not need this for my life? So, by doing this, he is avoiding a lot of the bad materialism. I don't need this. I'm not going to take it. I don't need that. I don't take it. However, he's still not holy. He didn't get to the level of holiness. So tahor is a high level because avoiding unnecessary things, and avoiding unnecessary materialism. But he's not holy because he didn't fill his life, the void, with holiness. He didn't fill the void with Asha. Okay. There's a, there's a movement towards simplicity today. Live a simple lifestyle, right? Yeah. You don't know, get the big house and big car and big it was a lifestyle, you'd be happier. So, is that holiness? That's not holiness, that's ta'ra, that's purity. That would be a level of purity, but not a level of holiness. Ah ha kadosh, but a holy level, ad bektami little is clinging to God all the time. So, pure level is, I'm gonna enjoy the world to a minimum. That's purity. But it's not holiness because he's not, God is not part of it. I want to be part of God. I love God and I fear God. So he's wor- he's walking with God in this world. Imagine, think about it. It's like he's walking with God all the time. David Admelah, even in the valley of the shadow of death, I oh, fear no you. Oh, by the way, I saw that Psalm twenty-three is is one of the last things he wrote in his life. It's one of the highest level of Madre God David Amela got to. Psalm twenty-three was the sea of his life. He really was walking with God all the time, and that's the level we're talking about. Even the valley of shadow of death. I'm walking with you, you're with me. God, you're with me every second of the day. Can you imagine getting to that level? It took him 70 years to get to that level. Uh, how long is it going to take us? I don't know. Okay, 70 years took David We can walk with God in this world. And that's the idea of always being busy with mitzvot, always busy with Torah, always busy with something. And then a person becomes like Mishkan Hashem. A person themselves becomes like a walking... Sefer Torah, well, that's, that's obvious, but not just a walking mishkan, a walking sanctuary, and a walking altar. Amazing, it's amazing. And that's the secret. Rashi brings it down, very big Kabbalistic secret. The forefathers, they are the merkava, the chariot of God. Where is the chariot of God? Ezekiel saw this vision the chariot of God. Who are the chariots of God? He said the sun came in this world. I really some of the Kiddushim in this world. People who are really holy are the chariots of vehicles of God in this world, bringing holiness into this world. Very, very high level. Very, very high level. So the forefathers, they they exuded Kedusha, wherever they went. Wherever Abraham Vida went, spread holiness. Wherever Yitzhak went, spread holiness. Wherever Yaakov went, holiness. Exuding Kedusha. Yaakov was very successful, can you imagine? He went into the lair of Lavan, and he came out with Lavan's daughters, who he sanctified and he made them Balechuba. I mean it's it's wild. He went into the lair of Zarah Lavan was a big what the biggest of the Zarah He went into the lair and he took them out and made them. And he had beautiful children from that. Amazing. So it's an amazing story how he how he went into the lair himself and took them out. It's very high level, very high level. So that's a holy person. Help holy person can survive. You go to Rutgers, and you're a student, and you're holy in Rutgers, helping other people become religious. Wow, that is, that's a dynamite person. That's a Merkabah. That's, God, that's God's chariot. That's what we have to try and do in our lives, is spread the word. That's our job. See another Jew, light their fire. We invite them for Shabbat. Invite them for Kiddush. Help them to come closer. That's outreach is the key. The, the Holy Spirit falls on these people just like it used to be in the bed of you see this today certain holy people uh, there's lines of people waiting to see them it's very strange yeah, and these people have nothing physically destitute small dicky apartment no car, no nothing and the guy is living a holy life and there's tons of people waiting outside to see the person they want a little bit of that spark of holiness People are looking today for holiness. They want to go to holy people. They want to find some holy, they want to get some spark for that person. So that holy person, when he eats, it's holy. When he drinks, it's holy. It's as if it was on the altar. A person who brings a gift, the commander says, to this kind of person, this holy person, it's as if he brought the new fruits to the temple. Not really, but it's as if, as if when you fill up the mouths of these people with wine, it's, in, it's instead of the wine libations on the altar. Give a guy, give a holy man a bottle of wine, it's like a wine libation on the altar, he's going to drink it. Maybe have that like Kiddush. And these people don't want these materialisms. And the answer is because they're holy. Since they're holy, their thoughts are always holy, always with us, Hashem, they can transform the material into the holiness. Because God's Spirit is on them. That's the gift. That's the second part we said. The first part is striving for holiness. Strive for holiness. Cut down the materialism. Increase the holiness. But the gift is, it's automatic. Hashem gives a person a gift. So anything a person does in the world, since they're connected already to God, they can transform that act into a holy act just like the stones that Yaakovina took. Can you imagine stones? Yakov took a, did a very mundane act. What does he do? He takes these stones to put them as a pillow. It was the first uh, pillow, pillow fight in history, right? Mm. The stones fight. Who's going to be the one under his head? And uh, eventually Hashem unites all the stones, right? Makes a, if, you put, if
1: you put stones in the pillowcase, you're going to win the pillow fight <laughs> through cheating. <laughs> I think you should be disqualified for
0: that. First years. pillow fight in history. Okay. By the way, the British they claim they had that stone. it 's called the Stone of Scone, which is under the, the queen's stone. chair oh. in the Westminster West Abbey there's a chair, a throne chair, and there 's a stone built into that chair. and that stone the they stone claim was from, from Israel, know. they brought back and they claim it's Jacob's yeah. stone. Yeah. it's amazing how this legend that they, they took this from the Torah and they said they wanted for their king to sit on that other on throne on that stone. So it 's called, called the Stone of Scone. I don 't know why it's it Scone interesting you can look it up it's amazing amazing but take such a mundane thing that he takes the stones and the stones are elevated the stones want to be with the tzaddik. stones had a fight I want the tzaddik to put his head on my my, my stone my stone okay now we're going to the very general idea in Yanak Dujahu, the main idea of holiness is Shei adam davek kol kah to cling to God until nothing can separate them from. Cling to God until nothing can separate the person from God. And this is very hard because a person gets sick, a person gets this, and you have this, this. It's very hard. It's very hard to cling to God when you're sick. On the other hand, it's much easier because there's less materialism. <laughs> And so it's, it works both ways. The person is going to try and cling to God whatever they're doing well, they're doing not well, we are going to try and cling 24-7. That's the idea of holiness. Okay, so instead of clinging to the physicality, cling to God. And how does a person do that? Thinking all the time about God's greatness and God's awe until he becomes mamash, like one of the angels, even though he's still in this world. Now, we haven't finished the book, but rush next week. We will, we will, there's no rush. I find this a rush. A very, this is a very important topic, and it's good to take time, this topic. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.